Hey everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday true car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hi, we're here we're doing, doing another AfterBuzz after TV, TV after, after show for Revenge, Revenge season, season four, four, episode one. Renaissance, and I'm your host. <laughs> paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Boom, I win. <laughs> Last season. The, and you're it, our host, Vanessa Sentence? I will get there. Last <laughs> season, we didn't know who should lead host, whether me, Phil Svitek, or Roxy Stryer. So this season, let us know if you think that it is a good or bad idea that we decide on air. Every week. Every week if this should Live. not happen. Returning from past seasons, host Anna Koppel. Hey, y'all. Woo! And next to her is not um, anyone we've ever had in the oh. past. I was going to try <laughs> to see like who could fit we into the mold. We ran through Sarah GGG. We ran through a lot of people. Michelle. I miss Sarah GGG. You're great, too, but Sarah GGG was amazing. Uh, Christina is, Kaplan. Oh, my Thanks, God. Phil. <laughs> what? No, I, I I don't know where you were going with that, but I'm so excited to have you here. You're really excited Thank about this you. show, and you love Revenge, so Revenge I do. loves you. I and I I've, I've hosted another show with Christina, and it was awesome, and she's awesome, and I'm pumped to have her. Aww, here. I'm so excited. Anna. Speaking of the past, obviously we will talk about this amazing episode of tonight, but I do want to kind of recap. What do we know about the past? Let's go over the facts. David Clark is so how many dead years slash alive. <laughs> yeah, uh, Conrad is dead. Oh, Conrad. In theory. No, no, but, no Conrad's dead. He's totally dead. He's dead. David Clark tonight. was dead too, though. No, but I'm sorry for your loss, and we saw him get stabbed out. No, he's dead. And Henry Turney's okay. not returning to the show. Okay. Jack is now a cop, but that's today. That's that's uh, something to um, talk about. Uh, Aiden is dead. Aiden's we dead. We know he's dead. We, we know have he's a couple dead. new characters coming along, too, now. Who is Foe Amanda again? Foe She's Emily? dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. She's, She's dead. Foe Amanda. <laughs> Um, so okay. much. So we got we got a lot of dead people. We do. We're racking in the numbers. We, Lydia Takeda is dead. Lydia, Lydia, never know. She's coming back yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, a lot has happened in past seasons. Um, yeah, I went back and I had to rewatch uh, the season finale because 
I forgot about so many different things. I completely forgot that they had blackmailed Daniel by putting the cokehead that was dead next to him. Um, I forgot about the fact that, and he wasn't even in tonight's episode, Javier. Where are you, Javier? Um, uh, is he off the show now? I really don't know. And, and now Charlotte's with Gideon, so I'm Patrick, excited. Where's Patrick? Yeah. Patrick, yeah. Patrick, well, Patrick, Patrick's you know, Victoria's trying to save Patrick, uh, him, sending him away. Yeah. This is an evil lair. <laughs> but they're just people who come and go through these Hamptons, so. Um, but we're here to stay. Christina, TV. what has been your favorite aspect of Revenge thus far? Uh, what a I mean, hard question. It's yeah. not very hard for me, and I know <laughs> you're going to think this is <laughs> pretty stupid, but I just love Daniel, Josh Bowman. He's the reason that keeps me coming back. Do you love Josh Bowman or you love Daniel? No, I love Josh Bowman because I hated Daniel in last season. I hated him, and I already don't like him in this season because yeah. he's just thinks he's he's back to that whole beginning pre-season one when he was in college and partied and, you know, all that stuff happened. Yeah. And then he kind of, like, became the businessman. And now he's, like, reverted back to that, oh, privileged, privileged little Hamptons boy. And But let's, so yeah. let's start with Daniel. Um, it's interesting to note that. But in the past, it's like, okay, I have nothing better to do with my life, so why not do this? This is like, I am miserable with my life i have nothing else to do because i don't know anything else that brings me joy right i actually kind of liked daniel in tonight's episode um i had a hard time with him last season and i there has been a version of daniel that i have liked we haven't seen him in a while it was the poetry writing daniel and now when we hear him talking to Margot. He says that he stepped down for his own reputation, yes, but he also stepped down because he didn't want to ruin the company's name. Um, and then I, I don't believe in people just writing checks and that being like actually taking care of somebody. But I do think the fact that he is trying to support Charlotte and he's trying to get her to move in with him and all of the things, he really, really does care about her. And those are the things that make Daniel uh, bring the humane side out in him. And I, I like to see those. So I just think if a few things could get changed around, maybe Daniel could be awesome again. But even even with Charlotte, um, and I know I want to know your guys' take on this. Like you know, he says, "Will five thousand cover the rent?" And she's like, "Let's make it seven. And you know, yes, obviously they live a very fancy lifestyle and things like that. But you should be like, you know what? Is that is that really what you need, or is that you know when maybe you should do something different? Right. But he didn't just try to write the check and let it go. He's like, "Please come move in with me." Okay. But I, I don't even think that that's from a, and and I agree with what you're saying, Roxy. Like I think there's still a good part of him. I think mm -hmm. it's somewhere inside of him. But I think the whole thing with him with him asking Charlotte to move in with him is he has no money. Exactly. I think it's a money saving technique. I don't think it's you know from the goodness of his heart. So he doesn't have to sell any more cars, right? Yeah. But obviously, she doesn't have any money either. Well, yeah, so, because how, I, I don't even understand how anybody on the show ever has any money. How does Emily have all of this money ever, you know? Like, investments. Where, where does right. money come from? So Mysterious investments. Now that Conrad is dead and Victoria, for all intents and purposes in terms of the kids, is sending cards from Jamaica or where was Amsterdam. She? Amsterdam. Very close. The, the guests that yeah, I had, very, totally. very close. <laughs> um, I mean, where are they actually getting this money from? Neither of them have jobs and they don't have parents supporting them anymore. So it's just excess. Charlotte kind of said a line quickly like, oh, Daniel, I know you still have those funds from when you worked at Le Pascal or whatever. The Marshall. The Marshall. Yeah. Pascal was the father. <laughs> right. The Marshall. <laughs> Ooh, tough break. Um, but honestly, that money has to run out. 
especially if you're dropping seven grand a month. On it it does, but it, at least again, I, I, he can sell off his assets to a certain point. I mean, that car, he got gypped on the price, but I would venture to say he at least got maybe eighty thousand for it. Yeah. Do we think that Charlotte is using all seven grand for drugs, or do you think she was using five grand for her apartment and two grand for drugs? Like, where's she, she what, living what, actually? What's she got to pay? F- she's living with Gideon. Do you she think she's she's living, she's, yeah. he's, he said she's living downtown. Yeah. So that's what Daniel said, or that's right. what he thinks. Right. So we don't really know if she's living there or if she is just staying with Gideon and they're just, you know, frolicking from hotel to hotel or something like that. I don't know. I thought Charlotte's drug of choice was pills. Now she's moved on to Coke. I mean, come on, pick one. <laughs> an addict's Ooh, an addict, you know. No, kind of like be laughing at my jokes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. An addict's an addict, and who would know that best would be Emily Thorne. But here's the, in terms of Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte hasn't been right since. I mean, you could argue midway through season one, but for me, season what two. What word did you use? Right? She hasn't been right. Like stable. Mm. Let's go with stable instead. What do you guys think? I agree. Well, what what point are you talking about? Like what? Uh, well, when uh, back before I can agree, I need to know what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. No, when when she first turned to drugs um, in season two, and and she was going out with oh, uh, the Jack's brother, Declan. Declan. I was gonna call, what, what, his name is like O'Connor. Connor Connor Paulo. Yeah, that's it. I was gonna call him by his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, half the episode well, you were calling Jack not Nick. <laughs> Apollo was supposed to be the lead in Maze Runner, and then he didn't get the role, by the way. But I thought he would have been great. Not that the guy wasn't. Continue. That's news and gossip. <laughs> a little bit earlier. Um, but, you know, ever since then, you know, we've always been teetering about how do we feel about Charlotte. And she's never really been herself since around that time. Well, we've had some really weird phases of Charlotte. Um, 50 phases of Charlotte. She, like, did – she was kind of – with a lesbian for a minute or at least there was that video that came out I don't really recall whether she liked the girl or whether they just made no, out she, in it yeah, the, yeah and then she also yeah she had the drug problem then she has a drug problem now we've seen her where she was really good we've seen her like her dad more we've seen her like her mom more uh, we've seen her really want to be sisters with Emily and then not so much uh, we've seen her be like, the victim we've seen her be the uh, whatever whatever the opposite of victim yes anyone know that word <laughs> I don't know. Speak now. <laughs> <laughs> or forever hold Yeah, so I just think that Editor. the point of Charlotte's character right now is she's okay. still so young, and they're always trying to show us that, like, she's being molded. She's being shaped by her surroundings. I do think in the end, between the two siblings, and I'm talking about Daniel and Charlotte, one of them will end up being good, and one of them will end up going evil. And I think that Daniel's probably going to go down the dark path, as opposed to Charlotte, who is going to be brought to the light by her sister, Emily. No. If she doesn't I, jump off the roof. Right. No, I think but. Charlotte, we've seen, obviously, is easily persuadable. Mm-hmm. So I think that Emily will be able to, you know, get back in on her good side with her and maybe try to help her be better and, you know, maybe ask her to move into Grayson Manor or something like that. Because Emily lives there now. Right. It's insane. I never thought we'd see the day where Victoria didn't have her throne there anymore. But I think that that would be an interesting thing if they ended up living together and Charlotte kind of picked Emily over Daniel. You know, Daniel saying, move in with me, and Emily saying, move in with me, and she kind of goes that way. But I thought it was really interesting in tonight's episode that we didn't see David Clark come 
out of the closet yet. You know, he (laughs) out of the shadows. Out of the shadows. Yeah. (laughs) But the reason I'm bringing that up right now is because I think he could have a huge influence on Charlotte and the way that she goes. And well, there's there's definitely a lot of explanations because even even with Charlotte and Jack tonight, you know, she's mad at him. And if she finds out that there, you know, there's a connection between Emily, you know, and all these other things, like. There's going to be a lot to work through. Right. Well, Charlotte's mad at Jack because if you remember... Uh, the kidnapping. Yeah, the kidnapping. It. But if... So I was re-watching, as I told you guys, that episode, and she knows that it was him because she... The way his hand felt on her shoulder, and then she broke into his car and saw that slit that was in the car that she had, like, dug in. So she is very positive it was Jack, but clearly we find out in tonight's episode, Jack was proven innocent somehow. We We don't really... We didn't miss that in between time, but... Clearly, he the cops let him go, or lawyers, or whatever it is. So she, yeah, or maybe Emily. <laughs> no, it had to have been. You know, she had to protect that whole thing. Right, but Charlotte has every right to hate Jack right now. I mean, I would hate Jack. She doesn't know why he did it. She just knows that he kidnapped her. She's probably like, "What the hell?" Right. Do you think it's really strange then that she shows up at his bar after kidnapping his child? I just really didn't understand the point. That was the weirdest moment. She's like, are you scared, Jack? Does it scare you? Like, I don't like that. It scared creepy. me. Yeah, it scared, it scared me. Yeah, dude, I'm scared. You stole my kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's, well, and it could just be drug behavior, but uh, I think if somebody kidnaps you and you're convinced that they kidnapped you, you avoid them. You stay away from them. She is not afraid of him, it seems. that She's not afraid, so she has to not be thinking he kidnapped her in order to hurt her. That can't be her mindset because if that was her mindset, like you're saying, she would stay away. But she's not staying away. So do you think somehow she's pieced together or made something up in her mind why he kidnapped her? No, I don't know about that, but I think it's the exact opposite of what Emily's obviously doing. Right, where I, Emily... What's cons- the opposite of... Charlotte is confronting him to a degree head-on, right? Whereas Emily obviously changed her name and does all the, you know, elaborate schemes and things like that. So I don't know. It's just interesting to know. So the, the two sisters have less in common than one would think, maybe? Correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's Charlotte, I guess. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about her, but I do think that good will prevail. Okay. <laughs> will good prevail? This side seems to not be in agreement. I don't know. I, I worry about her. I think that, you know... In extremely dysfunctional families, as this one is, you know, children take on, like, there are stereotypical uh, roles that children take on, and um, Charlotte, I think, has taken on the role of the lost child. She really has never known where she fits in with the Graysons and decided that she was going to be a Clark, and, you know, now she's so lost, and I think it's really sort of up in the air what's going to happen with her. Is Gideon with her for ulterior motives? Yeah, obviously. Okay. But what are they? Yeah, that's what I would be. I'm not sure either. I I don't know yet, but do we think Gideon has, like, an ounce of good in him? No, I'm definitely thinking he's pure evil, but I'm I'm just really confused about... Here's the, the thing. Like I was saying, where's Javier? So we had Javier on Team Nolan at the end of last year because Javier had switched over and had sold uh, my clone to, uh, to uh, Josh Bowman, to Daniel. And Daniel was working with 
uh, Margot and Margot was employing Gideon and Gideon had said that he was going to step down and start his own company but in actuality Gideon was working with the other team he was working with Nolan so now I'm confused is Gideon gone how did how you did, mean Javier is Javier gone did how did Charlotte switch from Javier to Gideon is Gideon still working with Nolan is Gideon no longer working with Nolan what's the company that Gideon's doing now you know I just have so many questions about it which I I guess is the point of an opening episode but it's interesting that they didn't even bring up anything about Javier at all. Right. You know, because he was so prevalent in the last, you know, half season. of the season. And they didn't mention him once or bring any kind of, you know, Closure flashback or anything. Yeah, so we really have no idea what to expect. Either they just never bring him back or he'll, you know, come back eventually, I guess. I don't know. Absolutely. I think overall that that was my – I really did actually like this uh, premiere. I thought that it was pretty strong. But I am having problems with being introduced to so many new characters and not feeling like I've said goodbye to the characters that weren't on tonight's episode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've got a lot of new people tonight between Phyllis and that other girl who – she uh, which, which one? Jen? No, no, no. Phyllis and the other girl oh, in the uh, mental Louise. institution. Louise. Ellis? Uh, Louise Ellis. Louise yeah. Ellis and um so we had her and then yeah we had Jennifer and Nancy. then and then we have Nancy who uh, who knows if we'll see any of them again uh and Gideon who kind of was last year but he was more talked about than seen and then he was finally seen we're just having so many new characters and I'm like ooh and then there's the cop the 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 guy ben, that works with Jack ben. Ben. ben so it's like how, how who of these am I supposed to focus on and there's David Clark, and, and which for David the most Clark. part we've seen in the past, but not in this form. And he's right. still journaling. You notice he's still journaling. I mean, you can never stop journaling. It's amazing. <laughs> it, one day he'll put out a novel for sure. That's probably what he's working towards. He's probably start book illustrating, deal. yeah, with Treadwell. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. And that's how this ends. I, I think this. literally Treadwell is like he's my favorite character, hands down. <laughs> really. A hundred percent. Why? He's awesome. Why not? Like he's just so <laughs> I am amazing. Ha- I'm always happy when he shows up. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm I'm more happy when he shows up than when Lydia shows up. But they're yes. the two characters that seem to just not go away. <laughs> They'll be back. Um, Might as well embrace them. Let's talk. Speaking of new characters, let's talk about Ben and and Jack. Um, okay. And Jack as a cop. So, spoiler alert, if you if you don't want to know this, um, I'm going to wave my hands when I'm done saying the spoiler alert, but what That's I was... great for the people on audio. <laughs> Sorry, just fast forward for 30 seconds. Um, what I was telling you guys off air was the fact that Ben is supposed to be Emily's potential new love interest this season. Uh, apparently, this is uh, in an interview with Nick Wexler, he said that he actually... Like, the way that he knows that he still is in love with Emily or something is he sees Ben start to flirt with her and she starts to kind of crush on him or something like that. And then he is like, no, stop this. I I like her or whatever. How do we feel about this? So we should pay attention to his character, I think. I have strong emotions about this. I really don't like the Jack-Emily... I love <gasps> you. I hate you. I love. I really don't. I thought you were going to say you don't like them together. I don't. Ooh. You don't like them? No. I, it, I it honestly annoys Christina, it has been a pleasure having you. Oh, <laughs> we'll come see on. you season five. This <laughs> makes for good, good banter back and forth because I don't <laughs> agree with you. I don't know why. I just, I don't you like. You loved her with Aiden? I loved her with Aiden. And obviously that's not going to happen. He's <laughs> dead. But I just, 
hate the prolonged, like, you know, eventually they're probably going to end up together. But why? Like, I don't know. Just the back and forth, it bothers me. And he's he always seems so hesitant and and she's like got ulterior motives all the time and it's just I don't know the whole just I don't know I just don't like it so would you want to see her with Ben would that be something that interested yeah, you yeah I think he's cute <laughs> and want to learn more Check about him <laughs> I want to learn more about him I just first. feel like we've been in like a love square already for so long yeah. I'm bringing another guy into this when I read that I was like what I feel, feel like there's going to be something about Ben that's going to come up though like something that's going to be some kind of drama, you know what I mean? Like between either him and Jack. I want to speak not to that. With but I want to hear, I wanna hear your okay. thoughts on it. <laughs> I feel like Jack's hair is so unfortunate. I feel like not as unfortunate as Nolan's. Not as unfortunate as Margot's. I mean, I yeah, just feel like true. the hair. A lot of bad hair. <laughs> what is going on with the hair this season? They're uh, progressive. What do they call that? Ahead of their time. They're uh, trendsetters. They're they're really not though. This is one of those shows <laughs> that if I was watching this via Netflix in 15 years, I would watch this and be like, ooh, they had some really bad hairstyles back then. That's not fair. Those aren't our hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not that's not, fair. It's not fair. People are going to think that, you know, oh, those people in 2014, they really didn't know what to do with their hair. Yeah, what if the Revenge Season 4 DVD is the only thing that goes into the time capsule? Absolutely. <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> to be fair, that's what the people in Hunger Games wear, so maybe it's in tune with the future. Therefore, it'll all mesh. Anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, ben had that... I see your point. I see. Yes. Ben had that great line of, like, you get one shot with me. So to your point of something going on because we know jack knows what emily's been doing and things like that you know that could be the start of like unraveling and and he's the guy to see it through especially if he's going to get close to her romantically Mm -hmm. um and especially if she lets herself go there um i'd be interested in that in terms of if if i had to say like whether i'm for this or against it i just she's just got to stop going after random guys yeah enough we gotta just just you you have one just you know, you By can date way, a lot of people, but you have one love in your life. By the That's way, it. I do notice on Revenge a lot, though, a lot of these actors, whether on purpose or not, sometimes say something and it makes us think one thing is going to happen, but then really something else is happening. So we don't actually know what is going to happen, if there will be any chemistry or not. But I think that I would be seriously bothered if Emily ended up with Ben. I would be like, what? What's the deal with the first few years of the season? Of uh, the first few seasons of the show? Like, uh, like, are you kidding me? If I would rather understand. see her with Nolan. No yeah. joke. I mean, who who is this dude? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that she'll end up with him. Yeah. It'll be another fling. And, you know, like maybe he said in his interview that he realizes that he still loves her. That will be uh, the final guy to, you know, push him towards her and... I don't, I don't think know. they'll end up together because I think he's actually good. You think who's actually good? Ben. Because Where's a cop? Well, yeah, and, and just the fact that he went up against Jack and was like, hey, we're, we're cops, and no matter, you know, we serve and protect, but that's family. No, I don't care. All right, we, we can't talk about this any longer without talking about the fact that Jack has now become a cop in the, in the time period of a couple months. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's up, guys? Like, what's up with that? No. He had a good, uh, I like this explanation of like, hey, it's, I've seen. You can't become a cop in a couple of months. It's an accelerated program, yeah. maybe. You, you just, uh, what? Anything's possible in the Southampton. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, come on. 
Come on. Like, maybe if we came back and we saw him training or something, and we know that it was his first day and they were trying to. I just thought that this was such a weird jump. And then looking at him in the uniform, it just didn't fit. Like, it just looked strange to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't even know how to describe it better than that. It just, I, I was like, ah, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's always been out of his element. Yeah. Uh... So it's just kind of in tune with what, everything else that he's tried to fit in, but he hasn't, just like Charlotte, except he hasn't gone to drugs. No, I, I, I like that, that he's always been out of his element. I totally agree with that. But I've never seen him at the stowaway and been like, what is he doing running a bar? That, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That doesn't translate. And, like, yeah, seeing him in a uniform, it's like, what why is he, is he playing dress-up? Why, yeah. why is he playing dress-up in a cop's uniform? I completely agree. Like, no matter how much I think he doesn't fit in this world, him running the stowaway, taking over after his dad, and being and owning this bar, he just seems so natural and comfortable there. Maybe that's why it seems so weird that now he has this uniform on, and he's still running the bar, and all these things. When are you, what are you, how are you, just... Yeah. No. But also, after all of the things that he's helped cover up and all of the questionable acts he's been involved with to now be a cop and think that you're going to be able to just forget about all that and never encounter any of those, especially if you stay friends with Emily. Right. It just seems a little bit unbelievable. I agree, but and this is a huge generalization, and I don't mean this for all cops because I'm sure there are ones out there that have never done anything bad a day in their life, but you ever, you, you guys hear about stories, there's kids growing up. And you're like, well, they're either going to go one of two ways, you know, they're going to end up changing and, and needing to make a switch and becoming a cop, or they're going to end up dead in jail or something like that, you know? Like, it's a certain kind of person that I feel like usually decides, holy crap, I, I need to switch this around, I want to do good in the world, I want to become a cop. I, I don't feel like most people are just like, oh, maybe one day, I'll, I'll just wake up this morning, maybe I'll be a cop today, you know? I feel like usually there are events that make you want to do it. And like Jack was saying, he had his events that made him want to be a cop. It kind of made sense to me why he would want to go in that direction. But just, it made me question the time jump that I said to you guys. I was like, wait, what? Like, we know that we're on Memorial Day week. How? It just was really confusing to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never become a cop. I, I just didn't think that in two months or... What is, was it, four months. months? Yeah, I don't know how long the time gap was. I don't remember. I don't, exactly. I don't remember what the last party was. Well, she had said Conrad died six months ago. Yeah. Oh, Victoria did in the beginning. Oh, six months. I guess I that don't know how long it takes. Six months Six months is a little more. Re- I just still think six months is like such a... If I decided today I want to be a cop, in six months I would be going out on my first run. No, I do think it takes longer than that. I agree with you. But it also is TV, TV, so they probably don't care. They're not really thinking, okay, well, really, we should, you know, make him go into training. I think that obviously the stories are going to unfold later that involve him being actually out in the field and dealing with stuff. Oh, you do think so? I think so. It's a device. I think he's going to encounter another situation like we saw with Charlotte where – He's going to have to figure out how to get around it and get his partner or whoever else is with him to not see what just happened. You yeah. know what I mean? I think those those situations are going to come a lot more frequently. Okay. Let's move on to the meteor part of the episode, which is Victoria. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just love watching her on screen. I think that Madeline Stowe is just like 
so incredibly talented, and I just love when she's on camera. Um, especially now that we don't have Conrad, we need this like evil genius. Um, I thought she did a great job tonight. Um, and she's making quite quite a crew of friends over there. Phyllis, props to Phyllis for her for her job too. Getting the phone, going in the box. You have a really interesting theory on this, Phil. Yeah. Give us your theory. I have a theory? Yeah, on on why Phyllis is helping out. Right, because I felt like it was really unrealistic that all of these people would get together to help Victoria out, but not themselves. No, it's like, when I asked Donna, you know, who's your favorite celebrity? Of course she said Phil Svitek. So I said... Exactly. Bow down. Bow down. Or let's say Beyonce. Let's go... Queen Beth. Queen Bet is in uh, psychiatric ward. You don't think <laughs> that wasn't news and gossip? That no. was this, not. Is, this is a hypothetical. Hypothetical. Um, oh, you don't think that, that her fans would be like, "What do you need?" And then she'd be like, "You know what? There is something you could do for me. Here's what it is. Escape me out. Yeah, help me escape. I just don't feel like you can compare Queen B and." Victoria Grayson. It's like, just a theory. Yeah. It's just a theory. And also... I, it I feel worked like, for her, didn't it? I feel like Let's Victoria, go with that. I feel like Victoria wasn't that well-liked, and I feel like the Graysons were super disgraced at the end of, of their reign over the Hamptons. I want to take and, a lot of heat of this, but not that psychotics are, like, evil in any sort of way, but they're also... Phyllis is not in her right state well, of mind. Well, that's what I was right. going to say. The only one who didn't seem to want to... She seemed to want to get out herself was... Ellis, uh, Louise, Louise, Louise Ellis, and she was there like, help me out, help me out. But uh, Phyllis seems like a nut job. Absolutely. So maybe she doesn't want to leave. Maybe she's like, like, oh, let me help with this really cool plan because this seems like a fun activity. I don't know. She yeah. seemed like really, really not all there. Um, but I thought that it was, it was really cool. I'm surprised that we broke her out this early in the season. I guess she has been there for six months now. Remember though. when she died? She came back episode two. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. revenge doesn't waste time with that stuff. Right, right. But I mean, we did have her make the phone call in tonight's episode, which, by the way, was a very intense phone call. I mean, she calls and she calls her house, and Emily picks up, and she says, oh. "I just want to put this all behind us." I mean, did you guys believe her for a single second when she was talking? She was like, "Oh." Like, no harm, no foul, basically. You know, I've done things to you. You've done things to me. Let's just put this all behind us. Did you think that if Emily had been like, okay, let me come get you out? A little bit. You really think so? Yeah, I do. I, I didn't believe her. Yeah. No. I, I think that had Emily gone to get her out, that there's a chance they would have been able to bury the hatchet. Because when, mm. you know, if you're if you're stuck in that situation, I mean, it, and it is, it's like prison, you know? And like, what do you do? And and yeah, they've both done things that are just awful to each other. Uh, you know, I think had Emily gone down there, there's a chance. I'm not saying a hundred percent it would have happened, but I think there's a chance they would have been able. You think to they like could? I think forward. they honestly they could have broken barriers because if you look at it, they have similar stories. Yeah, they're victims of circumstance, and if you really want to be, it was Conrad this whole time. No, honest, no, because when <laughs> we, when we hear the phone call and we hear what Victoria has to say versus what Emily has to say, Victoria says you killed. Pascal, and she says, I didn't kill Pascal. Uh, Conrad did that. Emily says, you killed Aiden. Victoria smothered Aiden with a pillow. Mm. 
Yeah. Like, she physically killed him. They're yeah, but that's very circum- different things. But, yeah, you could still so, say that's cir- circumstantial. <laughs> How could you say that's circumstantial? Because of what Emily was doing. I mean, you know, Emily's, she's not the, she's a thorn. No, I'm not saying that she, that. See what you did there. I'm not saying that she can't be blamed for anything, but I think that what Victoria has done to Emily, including this whole, everything that happened with David Clark and everything since then, is infinitely worse. It's infinitely worse. I agree. And why would Victoria, regardless of their whatever they may have in common, she would? I don't see her ever becoming friends with Emily. Maybe it or would be a front. Bygones be it bygones. could be a front, as you know, keep your enemies, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. could have been something like that. But I don't. Yeah, I don't ever see her putting it all in the past and moving on and being like, oh, let's go get lunch. You know? Yeah, and absolutely no. never. Of course, then we wouldn't have a show. Right. Um, but I, I don't think that it would happen. I do agree, Anna, that it would be more likely to happen then than it is now that she broke out, but I, I don't think it was going to happen ever. Um, but I did love watching her in this hospital, and I am a little sad to see it go so soon. Do you think that she was telling the truth when she was in that first meeting saying, you know, I've, you know, dealt no, with my past no. and I've moved on and blah, blah. Yeah. She was no. trying to get out of there. I she didn't. was saying anything that the doctor would want to hear. Yeah. Um, and then staging that thing with Phyllis was kind of genius, but we always knew Victoria was very smart. So I, I thought that that was a really cool catalyst. Again, um, I read that Phyllis, I think, is supposed was supposed to stick around for a bit this season. So I wonder whether that means, I'm getting a little into predictions, but does Victoria actually go back for these women? Does she need Phyllis' help with something, or does she go back to save? What basically? Why would they have introduced Phyllis and Louise Ellis if they weren't going to be involved? Yeah, in the entire season, you know, why would they have introduced those two characters, given them names, all of those things? I think that somehow we're going back there for something mm-hmm. at some point. You know why? So fans can go on iTunes and rate and comment and tell us what their opinion is. That is probably why. That's exactly why. If I had to guess. If I had to guess that. It's a genius plan by the writers, actually, if you think about it. We appreciate them. While you guys are on iTunes, because you guys are the best fans ever, um, definitely make sure that you rate, comment, subscribe, and check us out on YouTube if you want to see all of my beautiful hosts' faces. They are a crop of really good-looking people, so uh, go to YouTube and make sure you leave comments there. We read them all. Which, by the way, really you guys do. have been great over the years. You guys have okay. accumulated more and more, and, and, and you know as the show so much gets... more than we do. It's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is the first episode. There's a lot of theories to be talked about, so definitely write them down of what's going on. I'm glad we the, the, the initiative days are behind us so we can have more concrete theories. <laughs> yeah. This, this is the good old days, you know. So, uh, But definitely let us know what you guys are thinking and uh, say hi to Christina. And hi. <laughs> <Shit> love. <laughs> and um, check out some of our other shows while you're there. Yeah, there's a lot of them. 80 shows a week now? There's oh, a lot of them. So many. Roxy does 78 of them. Anna <laughs> does about 52. Oh, good for us. A Christina does about 10. Hey, I'm just starting <laughs> off. <right? laughs> well, we're happy to have you. Um, awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> Memorial Day party. So, I mean, it wouldn't be revenge if we weren't throwing a big, massive, epic party. Every episode. I knew the second that Emily hit the car, that this was on purpose. Because she was, she hasn't asked Nolan to drive the car once all summer, and then she begs at this exact moment, and then she 
rear end, uh, what is that called, backs up into the car. Like, it was very clear that I, I thought it was clear she did it on purpose. I had no idea why, though. And then we had to stop this episode multiple times throughout, and we were, uh, we were watching, and it's so hard with the show because so much has happened. It's like, wait, do we already know something? Like, when, when we find out, we hear Jennifer talking about how there was the yacht accident that killed a man, and I was like, Who's the man? When was there a yacht accident? Do we already know what's going on? How can I connect these dots? And then we're like, wait, I don't, I don't think this is something we know yet. During commercial <laughs> breaks, I'm like going through Wikipedia trying to like read yeah. the summaries of last episode. Ugh, it was, yeah. Yeah, but I know. It's difficult. Emily yeah. re- needs to realize she is not a Ghostbuster. In the sense of like, okay, you, you need call? revenge? Who are you going to call? Yeah, right? Not like Emily. Not everybody wants revenge. But I did really like what they did here with this uh, because I do think that in life, at the very bare minimum, people try to put their own morals and things that they like to do on other people. It happens all of the time. Even if you can't relate to a lot of things that go on on the show, people can relate to that. You know, people take their values and they impose them on other people. Rox, I do this on Roxy all the time, and she's like, Phil, I'm going to stab you. That's actually very <laughs> true. Um, but I, but I will it's not so stab true. You. Uh, so I, I thought that this was really interesting. So we find out that actually Nancy, who is the person that, uh, that Emily backed up into, whose husband had passed away, or fiancé had passed away, was the person that was murdered on the yacht. Uh, the, the guy was murdered on the yacht because Jennifer's husband was screwing his mistress and wasn't steering properly. Which, by the way, it's just, uh, you know, the story, while sad, is just so, like, okay, and then the, and because of this, and because, of, you know what I mean? Right. We, we learned a lot of information about this one specific thing that I think probably won't be brought up ever again. Um, but I do think that the point of it was trying to show us that Emily is a revenge addict. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and now that she thought she had tied all loose ends up and had gotten her revenge, she still couldn't let go. And she'll never be able to let go. She was so happy when Victoria showed up. She was yep. like thrilled that Victoria was back. Yep. She said, okay, like, why are you back? You know, and Victoria Welcome says. Welcome back. Yep. And she was ready for it and excited. She had no purpose and now she has purpose again. Which is really, really concerning because... We know this can't end well. No. Is this the final season? I think that shows nowadays just run until they run themselves into the ground. So, unfortunately, I think that we're going to go a couple seasons too What long. are Victoria and, 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 and Emily going to team up and they will be Revengers? Like, is this one? <laughs> will there be a spinoff show where it's Jack, Jack and his cop buddies? Is there going to be a cop? Procedural. Here's the thing. I really, spin-off. I you know, be, I do enjoy the show, but I I feel like if this is headed between Emily versus Victoria, we've known that's always going to have been the conclusion of the series. So I just don't think that we're going to be able to find a way for Emily to be happy. I don't know right. what that. means. I don't care about that, but that's yeah, but that, but that is what fans do care about. Everybody's like, we just want Emily to be happy. Well, clearly, I don't think it's going to happen. So, so what would be the ending of this all, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure how th- this is going to play out. So I would think that we would have, if it was going to be the best show it could be, I would think we would have this season and then one more. But realistically, I think we'll probably get a sixth season, a seventh season. Uh, I just don't know season. how much they can do because they already kind of alluded to Emily revealing her true self to Charlotte. So that's the first step in the ball rolling of her, everyone finding out who she is. Well, that's kind of what we thought when Emily revealed herself to Jack. 
you know, and and that wasn't so true. It, it's not like we revealed this stuff to Jack and then slowly it trickled out. It just kind of ended at Jack. So will will it end also here? I don't know. But now David being back, I, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that her revealing herself to Charlotte? Uh, I know this is predictions, but her revealing herself to Charlotte would make it so that now it's out in the open, or is it just to Charlotte? I think it's so weird that she doesn't just want to come out and say that she's Amanda Clark because so many people... Suspect it? Well, no. So many people know that she's Amanda Clark, or yes, suspect or accuse, and why not just say... But what would that help? She she could just, like, lead an honest life. But that's not what she wants, you know what I mean? Like, she... When all you've known... Let's go to the quote at the the head of the episode, right? It's called Renaissance because this is Victoria's Renaissance. And there's three ways to disappear. There's You can lie, you can die, or be reborn. Victoria is clearly reborn. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why do you want to disappear, though? I mean, that that would be assuming people wanted to disappear. Well, becoming Emily Thorne is making Amanda Clark disappear, isn't it? Right. But, But why would she want to disappear from being who she is now after she already disappeared from being Amanda Clark. I don't know. It's just... It, or is that being reborn? I, I it very might, it might be being reborn. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just think that when, when you don't want... When your goal isn't happiness, it's kind of hard to root for you sometimes, you know? I'm not saying everybody's end goal should be happiness, but I, I don't know what she does want. I feel like what she wanted was revenge, and she got that, so now what? Okay, well... What does David Clark want? I'm more baffled by that. Yeah, because, I don't know. Like, yeah. that, I, I want to know because uh, he has that look when he sees uh, Emily. You mean when he's lurking in the shadows of her house? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Why wouldn't he just go out? Like, is he aware of her? You guys thought yes. Well, we Others start with him. We st- I want to go back for a second because we start with him. Paying the guy that was the co- that was the uh, guard at the prison that let out Conrad, so we thought the person that let out Conrad was somebody helping Conrad, but clearly it was somebody working with David. David, who is now a, an actual murderer, so before he was accused of being a murderer but wasn't a murderer. Now he's a murderer. So just throwing that out there. Okay, now I, now I don't know how to feel about him. He was paying this guard, saying, "I owe you one." Don't know if he'll come back. Don't know if he won't. He's a relatively well-known actor, so I'm, I have a feeling that he will come back into play at some point. But anyway, we see that. Then the next time we see him, other than when he's journaling, is when he is in the Grayson Manor house looking at Emily. Or was he in yeah, he's no, at the he beach was, house? He's at, is he at the other house? He, he's at the beach house. So Emily has both the houses now. Okay. It's a little greedy, don't you think? So he's in Emily's beach house. And she, like, can sense something's wrong. She, like, well, she outside. sees shadows. Yeah, and she, like, is outside and then back inside. When you have Victoria's uh, tower, <laughs> you can you can yeah. see a the lot. The watchtower. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Anna, you asked, how does he know this is her? Is it, is that, didn't you ask that question? How does David know that this is Emily? Yeah, that's... That was Unless he's been watching, watching her. her. Right, so we would have to assume, because he does seem to know that it's her, that he's been watching her all these years. And if that's the case, what a what an ass, for yeah. lack of better words. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, watching her, understand, like, self-destruct, go down this downward spiral, just, I, I mean, yeah. Be hospitalized as a child, like, all these things, giving the uh, 
box to Nolan and and writing Emily all these notes like don't go down this path and then watching her go down that path anyway and just not saying anything. So huh. I think maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know that it's her. Oh, I think he must. He or must he found know. out just at that moment when she walked in. You he realized he put two and two together. But let's think about this. He wrote her these notes in these journals, right? And he gave them to her. What did he well, think he was to, going to happen? No, well, he you, gave them to Nolan and said, like... Give them to her. Yeah, but uh, he wrote the note, like, don't choose revenge. But but it's kind of like saying, don't think about elephants. Right. You know? Right. Don't think about elephants. Then, right. But, but it's, yeah. it's more than that because it's giving somebody a thousand pictures of elephants and then saying, don't think about elephants. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. It's like giving her all the things she needs to get revenge and saying, here's everything you need, nothing that you would have known. It almost would have been like... Less selfish of him, so, so more selfless to not let her know that he wasn't a murderer, just to let her kind of think that he was. Right. I'm not saying that he should have done that, but then she could have gone on and lived her life and been sad about that, but gone on and lived it. If he's actually been watching her for years and years, and not only that, but he's actually a murderer now. I mean, we've been rooting for this dude. Not not that you can really root for a dead guy, but he's been. A protagonist, right? And, and now, oh my God, are you an awful guy? Are you actually an awful guy? Do you deserve to have gone down as an awful guy because you were an awful guy? I don't know. Well, let's get in, let's get into predictions because this is, this is going to get into predictions territory. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. He kidnaps Victoria. Well, it was before he kidnapped Victoria. Though Victoria at the door says, "Like uh, Emily." I wish you would come to me so you could have been uh, Charlotte's sister and so you could have known the truth. I always feel like it's so you could know the truth. But what well, I don't know the truth. You guys, I mean, what's the I truth? I feel like every week I know the truth. You can handle I feel like truth. every week we're told the truth and we understand the truth. And there is no truth. Yeah, totally. I, I, so I don't it's know. It's like science. You can Science can only be accurate to, uh, I think, like 97.5%. Just because, like, hey, you can see all the black ducks in the world, and all it takes is a blue duck to disprove the theory that there's only black ducks in the world. Well, the show always leads into <laughs> things. It. it always leads into things, making you think one thing, and then completely changing your mind of it. Absolutely, but how crazy would it be if David, actually, if the truth is David actually had a part in this, he was actually guilty, and then... All this revenge had been for nothing. Yeah, he was responsible for taking down that flight. For, yeah, I mean him and uh, obviously and Conrad. Uh, but what if he was the person that they pinned everything on, and he wasn't to blame for everything? But if he actually had a hand in some of this, mm-hmm. like, uh, and then is that the way that Emily finally is like, "Wow, I shouldn't have tried to get revenge. I didn't know what really was going on." I, I mean, but then what she do? Kills her father. I think season five. Season my five. prediction. <laughs> my prediction for this is that. He's now going to rekindle something with Victoria because, like you said, maybe he was actually involved in it the whole time. So they're both at fault. They're going to rekindle their love for each other. And then that's going to put Amanda, Emily, whatever, against the two of them. Then Victoria has something huge over her. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not necessarily saying that this is what's going to happen because I don't know. David very well could be innocent and his name could be cleared. But I still think that makes him a douche because he's been watching over Emily all these years and watching her just tear apart her entire life for him. 
either she way, can't have I, kids. Her the right? love of her life is dead. I can't picture a scenario in which I think that David's a good guy anymore. He, which and, makes this whole show kind of like, uh oh. Yeah. Here's the thing. We, totally in, in, in next totally week we see, we see him. Uh, we see Victoria kind of like, hey, maybe we can rekindle, right? Not the exact words, but and then he like same. strangles her, <laughs> but yeah. like also makes out with her. It's like, what, is it like an S and M thing, or is he really? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. And he's playing but, um, it to sh- such a level <laughs> where it's. I feel like, I feel like they are purposely having him be just creepy, as opposed to like, uh, you know how like you're supposed to know certain truths and that's like you hide them right that's the subtext of how you're acting certain things i don't know if he, we i don't think they know quite the subtext or i don't i don't know oh you mean that the actor playing david clark doesn't actually know what the truth is right now so right he's now just it just it feels like the level. i feel like the direction is all right be creepy <laughs> no but to a, to a level i think that's literally it. like hey like how do you want me to act this just literally be creepy okay maybe i'll be creepy I don't know. I predict that uh, Gideon ends up being, like, a real bad dude, but he's also working with Nolan, and also uh, that something's fishy with David. Okay. Anything else from you guys? Uh, I mean, I, things just cannot be good with David. I don't see this <laughs> going anywhere good. This is not going to be, like, a happy family reunion. The, the only way no there's no are way. all the truth because they say uh you know next week is the reunion the, the the reunion we've been waiting for from the family yeah are we gonna get every truth out there of well, course not i and what and then the season's over two episodes I'm a no then it's a catalyst though. for everybody being mad at each other and just doing their thing what do you think the chances are that they showed us that clip and when emily's like charlotte you're really my sister she's about to say I almost married your brother. You're like my sister. Right. You know what I mean? She does, isn't actually coming out about the truth. She's really like... I hope mm. not. You know? I hope not. There's a 60% chance of that. What if she says, I'm your sister, and that's what makes her jump? Oh, she's in the fire, too. Emily is. Yeah, Emily's in the fire. Oh, there's so much. Anyway. Mm. So much and we're to- so excited for it here <laughs> yes. at Rose TV. We're frustrated only because we want the episode now. Now I tell you. Anyway, uh, although uh, we, you know, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, but obviously the conversation can continue throughout the week on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Let's go around the horn, starting with you over there. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap. You can follow me at Copple for Mayor K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R, and you can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And I guarantee Roxy Stryer will be hosting next week's episode. Oh, because because our very own Phil Svitek will not be here. Uh, yes, I will be gone for two weeks. Uh, I've got revenge business to take care Ooh. of. You got your own revenge. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. As always, thank you guys for uh, being part of the madness. Um, that is that is our after show. We'll see you <laughs> next Sunday night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 